Hello, everyone. Thank you again for joining Dorsey Ross on this episode of The Dorsey Ross Show. In this episode, Dorsey interviews another special guest that will give you hope and inspire you. Hello, everyone. Thank you again for joining me on another episode of The Dorsey Ross Show. Today, we have a special guest with us. Her name is Crystal Day. She is a minister, international certified Christian life coach, inspirational speaker, award-winning best-selling author, brand strategist, publishing expert, mother, podcaster, and all-around Jesus girl. Crystal, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, I'm excited to be a part of the show. We have been, you know, dialoguing for a few weeks, so I'm happy to be here. Yeah, so thank you for coming on. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, as you mentioned, I am Crystal Day. I am from the beautiful island of Jamaica. Yes, so you know, um the weather is pretty nice now. We're heading into Christmas. We're kinda happy because with the COVID pandemic, um we have you know been on lockdown a lot so things are kind of opening up a little bit and if you know anything about Caribbean people we love to party and we love to go out <laughs> so we're happy that you know it is open a little bit um outside of that you know as you mentioned I am an author of nine books currently working on releasing my 10 book very very soon and I'm a prolific writer I write a lot I'm a um, speaker you know, I sought after speakers. I do quite a few, a lot of speaking engagements. And um, I'm a mother, you know, my favorite title, um, just to be able to, you know, grow a, a child as best as I can. Um, outside of that, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm just somewhat, I love social media. I love ministering. I love people. Like, I want to hug and, you know, so um, that's a little bit about me. Okay. Well, tell us about how you came to faith in Christ. Um, how did I come to Christ? So, um, it's a little long story, but to just make it very short, you know, um, of course, Jamaica is, per, if anybody knows, Jamaica is known in the Guinness Book World of Record as the, um, the country with the most churches per square miles. So, um, we kind of, the country kind of grew up in a very God conscious so we have devotions in school. Um, not everybody's a Christian, of course, but you know, we are a little bit, open to what Christianity is and we know a lot about that. But for me, I didn't really grow up in a Christian family. Um, my, my, all of my aunt, I can remember really being a Christian. My parents tend to be free flow. We believe in prayer, but not, you know, like that. We visit, I attended Catholic schools. I visit Catholic church. Um, but it was when I was about 19 years old, you know, um, a friend of, a very close friend of mine, um, I, we, we used to date before and he died. And that has a thing of making you be a little bit more God conscious, especially because he died at such a young age. You kind of, I started to think, boy, you know, is there more to life than this? And um, I started to visit churches, you know, various churches. I, I, some of them I didn't feel like I fit into because I, like the idea of wearing hats and you know just the religious thing behind it I, I wasn't sure it would fit in but when I did find a church that made me feel a little bit more open to you know dress up and look nice and you know I didn't have to sing on the choir because I can't sing you know <laughs> <laughs> so um you know that kind of made it a little bit more easier for me to transition and of course you know there's a long story of you know just the life that I lived before 
um, you know, living, you know, being very promiscuous, having multiple relationships, you know, sex before marriage and, you know, being sexually molested at a young age, you know, doing an abortion in my teenage years. So there are things that maybe knew that I needed to serve God. And, you know, the time came that I just, yeah, you just kind of decided that to go full out, you know. How did you start the ministry that you are doing now? Um, how did I start? So after I decided to give my life to the Lord, one of the things, so, you know, for many of us, we grew up in a society that tells us, go to school, get a degree, you then when I get a degree, you'll get a good job, and then you get a husband, and then you have 2.5 kids, you know, with a dog, <laughs> right? Um, And I just came to a place where, I recognized that I have accomplished a lot of what I wanted. You know, as a child, I bought a house. You know, um, I grew up poor. So, you know, um, I was at a place where I was growing, um, but I just realized that something was missing. And I went on this quest for purpose. Like, is there more to life than bills? Is there more to life than partying? Because I used to party a lot before Christ. Is there more to life? And when I started to seek the Lord specific about my purpose, things that I was passionate, he kept saying, you know, what I have you to do is things that I've already placed in you. So I started to write blogs. I started to minister, um, you know, by writing on social media and that opened doors for me to go and speak to schools. I mean, I've spoken at the embassy here, the U.S. embassy. I've spoken at, um, you know, some of the top organizations in the country. And as a result, I started to get, in, um, you know, interviewed on podcasts, internationally featured. And, you know, that's my, I think my purpose came from one, my passion for people. And then it was owned through my writing, through my speaking and through mentoring and coaching. Obviously, you know, it was God opening up those doors, but how did that come about? You know, obviously, you know, God was in all that, but how did that come about? Did somebody approach you or did you just, you know, contact the U.S. Embassy <laughs> and connect and they're like, Oh, yeah, you can come in and speak. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, this is, of course, as you mentioned, yes, there was God that was opening the door. But then also, um, I recognized that there's something that was missing in the social media space regarding Christianity, and that's transparency. Um, Christians tend to be very, you know, just very closed off, like, you know, almost like they were born saved. And I was now sharing that, hey, you know, I had a past and I needed Jesus. And I think a lot of people were attracted to my transparency of my journey. And, you know, they, they, they weren't used to seeing this. And as a result, it opened doors. So if I saw that persons were reaching out to me and people were blessed and, you know, as a result, more doors opened, the more that I was transparent about my journey, not saying that, you know, just saying that, hey, you know, we're humans, we are in this together. And that kind of started to open some more doors for me. Yeah. Why do, you, why do you think that is? Why do you think that Christians are so, you know, as you say, closed off to being transparent and being open about, you know, what they're going through and about what they're facing in their life? Um, I do think that there's some a cultural aspect um in the church. It's almost like for, for many churches, they there's this thing that, hey, you know, if I share my imperfections, I will be judged. And the truth is, Many of us do not like the idea of being judged. We like to people please. People pleasing, we want to be loved, we want to be accepted, right? And, you know, Paul in the scripture says that, you know, you can't please 
man and please God at the same time. And I had to get to a place where one, you know, Solomon says um, in the word that, hey, there's nothing new under the sun. And once I recognize that, hey, no matter what I have gone through, no matter what I have done, there's somebody that have done it, that have gone through it. And, you know, requiring in his book, uh, uh, Purpose Driven Life said, it's not about you. So once I started to realize, hey, my story is not just for me. My story is for others to bless others. And I do think that many believers, many persons that call themselves Christian, they think, they, they say that they are serving God, but they still operate on a selfish place. They still operate on, oh, this is about me and my feelings. And once I started to realize that, hey, my story can bless others, I'm called to impact others, then I didn't feel so bad to share anything because once I shared, you know, about me molested, there's so many women that started to come and say, me too, me too, me too, you know? Um, and no matter what you have been through, um, you know, probably you would have lost a child. Somebody saying, hey, oh my God, I'm so happy that you share that. Somebody that's struggling with their marriage or him, some, a man might be struggling with his marriage and he's like, hey, you know, I don't know how to communicate with my wife. Help me. And then, you know, he finds that, hey, there's a community of men that are saying the same thing. So I think, you know, the less Christians become selfish too and think about serving others, then you'll find that more of us will start opening up about our truths. Right. And I, I travel around and most people that, you know, listen to me know that I travel around and, and I speak and I share my own story. And I think that's one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast was to encourage others and say, hey, you know what, for those that are struggling, for those that are dealing with things in their life, you know, you're not alone. Here are other people that will encourage you and inspire you in your life as well. Yes, yes. And I mean, what I think what you are doing, you are brave, you are amazing, um, you know, to be so, so vulnerable, to be so real and to, to not just that, like you could do this podcast and you just talk about yourself. You are allowing this girl in Jamaica to come and share on your podcast, you know, that's you giving back to the world, you know, so what you're doing is so amazing. And I thank you for allowing me to be here. Absolutely. So share a testimony of a season that you struggled with your faith and how you overcame that. Wow, that's a that's a good one, right? So I'm gonna be honest, there are many seasons that I've struggled with faith. And I know people, most people see me as a faith walker, and I am to an extent, but there are still things that are in my heart that I think about. There's a fear of success or a fear of greatness and a fear of you know, failure that hindered me. But the biggest one was when I felt like the Lord was calling me to um, leave my nine to five job and to start and go full time in my business and ministry. And for me, you know, that was a very challenging season because when I pan out the math, um, I had a mortgage. I have a, I'm a single mom, you know, I just had a, bought a new car and, you know, financially in my mind, I'm like, Will I be able to build a business that is so successful to cover my bills? So it took me a while to to really accept that call to launch out there. And, you know, I can't believe January is going to be five years. Five years I've been doing this full time. And every time I get a question, people say, you know, um, what is your biggest like achievement um, since starting a business? I tell people the fact that I'm still doing it <laughs> is an achievement because 
entrepreneurship has been a really, um, it has had this, I mean, amazing moments. You know, I help people to write books. So there's nothing more amazing than seeing their book come to life and see them cry and see them finally put their story together. But there have been seasons where the finances weren't coming to par and, you know, I had to go back to God like, hey, you know, no, like you need to come through. So I think that was one of the biggest faith struggles that I've had to let go of my comfort zone so I can walk in my greatness. Um, I've written a book and, you know, people have told me, you know, hey, you need to write another one. How do you, you know, I know a lot of others, you know, they've written, you know, multiple books. How do you come up with different ideas for each book that you've written? And tell us a little bit about those books that you've written and, and the topics that they cover. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so my first book came out in 2016. I um, actually released it on my birthday, August 18, 2016. And it's called Living a Royal Reality. Um, discovering your identity, purpose, and worth in Christ. And as I said, I started blogging about twenty, about 2014, 2015, year about I started blogging. And it was just me being transparent about my journey before Christ and kind of sharing how I found purpose, how, you know, God was able to show me that I'm not just a ghetto girl and ghetto quote unquote is like in the projects, you know? So um, in the U.S., I call it the projects where, you know, persons are a little bit poor, etc. So in Jamaica, we call it ghetto. And God started to show me that you are not just a poor girl, but you are like a Jesus girl, like you have a purpose. So I wrote my first book, Living a Royal Reality, when it released. I mean, I don't know about any, I tell people I don't know about any other Jamaican before that, that became an Amazon bestseller. So I became an Amazon bestseller within 48 hours. Within 30 days, I sold over a thousand books and I did not have a big platform. So I know that, you know, um, God was definitely in it. Uh, after that, I found that the rest of my books, um, day one, I knew that I was called to minister to women and young girls. So while I do minister to young, to men, I don't focus on men. I do focus a lot on helping women to live wholesome, godly lives. So most of my books, the next one was Empowered for Such a Time as This. Then I wrote two devotional, Draw Closer to God. So I'm very passionate about helping people to practically, because it's so easy to say, oh, you know, I know God, but how to practically have a relationship with him. I also wrote a, um, Becoming a Christian Life Coach. So I became a Christian Life Coach. I started to train others to become a Christian Life Coach. When I also release sell more books, impact more lives, and it's how to teach authors to write to sell their books. Um, I also had a living around a teen version where eleven teens they wrote their story, and you know I published that, and that has been great also. And then now my new book right now that I'm promoting is, is their insecurity, and it's a woman's guide to release self doubt and activate her gifts. And again, I found that my books are transition. So as I transition, my books transition with me. I share lessons. So people would say, well, how can I find another topic to talk about? The best topics to talk about is your personal experiences and what you have learned. It might not be 
your personal testimony, but what have you learned? So like my new book that's coming out next um in 2022 is called Blessed Book Boneless. And it is about my, I'll share a little bit about the entrepreneurial aspect, how I got into entrepreneurship, how I've been able to get more speaking engagement and to build a brand online. So I think for those who are listening and saying, how can you write so many books? It really is being honest, just like how you can come on a podcast and share a testimony week after week and share things. It's similarly, you just write what you are passionate about, right? And you're always learning. We are always learning. We are always experiencing new things. And it's just for you to record those things. I may have to pick up that book about, you know, you where you talk about, you know, getting more speaking engagement. I may have to pick up that book. What is your definition of purpose and what does that look like to you? Oh, that's a good, Darcy, you're coming with the great questions today. <laughs> um, so for me, so for me personally, um, overall, when I think about purpose is a reason for existing, right? But I do believe um, in my book, my second book, Empowered for Such a Time as This, I actually have a chapter dedicated to what I believe. So I believe that there is two types of purpose. There are Dharma purpose, where it is your overall reason for existing. So what is the purpose? And all our, all of our purpose is to bring God glory um, through our gifts, through our passion, through our message. But how can we do that? And it doesn't have to be in entrepreneurship. It doesn't have to be as a speaker or author. It could be, how can you bring him glory as a mother? How can you bring him glory as a father? How can you bring him glory as a podcaster? How can you bring him glory in your nine to five job? But then I believe that there's a, what I consider active purpose, which is now your specific calling, right? So some persons will say, hey, um, God has called me to lead a church or God has called me to, you know, and I do believe with you, with your active purpose that you can change this in seasons. You understand? So there was a season when I worked as a procurement officer in the government and God used me in that space. And now he transitioned me in entrepreneurship. And I believe one day he will transition me to be, you know, speaking on more bigger stage and sharing the gospel, you know? So as, so that's what I think. One, I think that purpose overall brings God glory, why you are here. But I also believe that there is a specific assignment that we are walking out in different seasons. So what I'm hearing you say is that, you know, some people may, you know, think about themselves or may feel like, you know, for this time in their life, they don't have a purpose or they don't feel like this is their purpose in their life. But what I'm hearing you say, and maybe I'm misunderstanding you, but you're saying that what you're doing right now in your life, that's your purpose for that season in your life until God moves you on to do something else. Yes. And, and, and that's exactly what I'm saying. And I try to explain this even to my friends because they're always, because people see people on social media, you know, speaking and talking and they're in their minds. They're like, Oh, that's what purpose look like. But that's not the truth. You understand? I do believe that you are positioned for purpose. So where you are at, you need to say, Lord, what is it that I should do right now? Because the truth is, if you can be faithful in what you're doing right now, it it is always a preparation for where you're going. And a lot of times we focus on trying to get to somewhere, but we are not, we have not been found faithful right now, right? So if wherever you're at, if you, I know you hate your job, 
but ask the Lord, okay, if I'm supposed to switch, what does the switch look like? All right. If I'm supposed to go. And another thing, when you think about purpose, it's always something that, okay, what am I passionate about? What legacy do I want to leave on this earth before I leave? And use that as a clue to know how you'll move forward. How did you find your purpose in what you're doing now or what you what you have done in your life? Um, so as I said, for me, when I got to a place where um one, when I started to see God for purpose, I started to look at the things that I enjoy doing. So I enjoyed hosting events. I enjoy ministering to women. I enjoy writing. And it was just for me to know, because it didn't come overnight. Like I didn't know all the time, like, oh, I'm going to become an entrepreneur. I even didn't know in when I started to walk in purpose in 2014, I didn't know that, you know, today I was thinking, I was, I was saying, wow, I didn't know that I would be doing all of these things. But guess what? I was faithful with writing a blog, right? Even though I knew that there were more, I wasn't thinking that I would have nine books in such a short time, right? But I, I wrote a blog. And then after I wrote a blog, I took my first speaking engagement. And, you know, after I got a speaking engagement that you just found that, you know, I started to host events and it just came about. So I think if somebody's like, for me, how did I find it? It's just for me to pay attention to the things that I enjoy. And also purpose is about who you're serving. So who do you feel like you're called to help the most? I think that that's also help with the purpose. You talk a lot about insecurity in your topic. Tell us about that. Wow, wow, wow. Um, listen, you cannot do anything. Like, we all go through insecurities. I think women probably go through it a little bit more than men. <laughs> I find that men tend to, if they really have an idea and they're passionate about it, they tend to jump out a little bit more. Not that they don't have insecurity, but they, 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 they're a little bit more bold to step out there. With women, we are very conscious. So we're thinking, oh, what would she say? What would, you know? So insecurity for me looked like even when God was saying that I should speak, I used to say, whoa, you know, people will not understand my Jamaican accent or who would read my books or, you know, um, do I dress well? Am I, do I, you know, as a black woman, do, do I look more attractive? So there are different things that cause me to want to shrink. And that's what insecurity does. It tells you that you are not good enough. It tells you that, you know, that you are an imposter. You don't know enough. And, and what the Lord eventually showed me was that a lot of times when we think about insecurity, we just think about becoming more confident. But confidence is not the, the you, you can be confident and still be insecure like I am, right? I'm fairly confident in my skills. But he showed me that identity is the antidote for insecurity, meaning if I know who I am, if I know who I am, then when I feel called to do something, then I'm going to go there because I know God will never allow me to fail. And when I, and, and in my new book, Their Insecurity, I share practical steps, you know, so things like having a vision, right? What does the vision for your life look like? I share, you know, how, how can you become God motivated, right? I share different topics around overcoming their insecurity so that you can show up boldly with your gifts. What advice would you give to people who are listening, who are dealing with um, insecurity and about how to overcome, you know, their insecurity in their lives? 
Um, I mean, major thing when we think about their insecurity. Um, one, I want you to recognize that a lot of the the, the a lot of the the reason why you feel how you feel is because the dear insecurity. One, I'll be honest to find the root of that insecurity. So things like procrastination, things like fear of success, things like, you know, you find that you're always doubting yourself, self-doubt, right? These are the things that um I would say you start to start by the root, dear insecurity. Start by the root. Then after you have gotten to the root, then I want you to know, look at what is it that you want to accomplish? What is it that you feel more called to do? Then I want you to define success for yourself because one of the major things, reason why we struggle with insecurity is because we are comparing others, right? So I'm jealous of somebody that is a, you know, I see a nice young lady, she's a pilot and, you know, she just graduated from, or she just graduated from law school and I kind of feel cute. And then I have to ask myself, do I even really want to become a lawyer? Do I really want to become, you know? So define the success. What does success look like for you? Um, another way that I think it should um, help you to get to your insecurity is to discover your gifts. What is it that I am good at, right? What is it that I'm great at, right? Because when you discover that also, you are able to be more confident in it. Um, the final one I say is to kind of accept your identity, as I mentioned, accept your identity accept who you are. Yes, I'm a little bit more, I'm little, because I'm from Jamaica, I come from an accent, but that is not a disadvantage. It just means that it's, it brings a little spice to Darcy um, show, right? <laughs> um, so that's kind of some things that I do to help me to get over my insecurity. And in the book, you know, I share many other ways. I share, you know, um, like 14 ways and 14 things to help you to get through and to say bye to their insecurity. Sounds good. As we get ready to end today, is there any encouragement that you would want to give to the people who are listening? Um, definitely. So one, um, I would say one of the major things overall when it comes to life is to always work on growing your faith, right? You will always need, so all of us have a measure of faith, but if we are not conscious about growing our faith, we will find that we're always shrinking back. So the more you grow your faith is the more you give yourself permission to be the better version of yourself. Because the truth is greatness is not found in your comfort zone. I'm sure when you were thinking to start your podcast, you were saying to yourself, hmm, do I have a big platform? Hmm, do I have the time to do this? You know, um, will anybody listening talk to me? Did you feel any, any way like that? You know, and Absolutely. that's the, I still do. <laughs> and you still do, right? And and that's what greatness. So your greatness is never found in your comfort zone. Because if you stuck in your if you were just stay staying in your comfort zone, then you would not have this podcast and then you would not be able to give me the opportunity to share. Thank you again for joining Dorsey Ross on this episode of The Dorsey Ross Show. Please like, share, and tell others about the show. Also, please check out the other podcast episodes. And if you would like, donate to this podcast and buy Dorsey a coffee. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.